They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, the journey of an entrepreneur. Salib, very excited to have good friend Dave Quinn here today of Day One Experts. Dave, welcome. Thank you so much. I love the intro, the uh, first to arrive, last to leave. That is my motto. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Tell, tell so when we were um, in Baltimore and Bloomberg was up talking and he talked a lot about, you know, the backbone of America is small business. And um, typically you're the first to arrive and the last to leave. And I was literally talking to Aaron about this a couple of days ago that there was a lot of like people calling themselves entrepreneurs, but then they're they're like, oh, I only want to do this one part. And I'm like, no, no, you have to be the first to show up and you have to be the last to leave. And it just the more we talk about it, the more that that yeah. phrase is so part of it's it embodies in you. the economic. I mean, the yeah. uh, the entrepreneur, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And but don't you love it? Don't you really yeah. love being I love showing up first and having that minute to myself. And I love to see what, you know, what we're going to start the day with and then turn the lights off and being like, look what we did today. Right. And that's really special. So anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're really yeah. green that you love it. No, I know I am. <laughs> like, I am. It's, it's I feel definitely tired, but it's okay. It's totally cool. <laughs> it's part of it. <laughs> but day one experts. Okay. So when I met you, I've known you now for many, many years because mm-hmm. I met you through the Frisco EDC. Mm-hmm. So you have this EDC economic development background. I should not use acronyms so much, but tell us about day one experts and where that point was where you were working in this field for a corporation essentially. And mm-hmm. you decided, you know what, I see this opportunity and I think I'm going to be the one to take this on and, and roll with it. Yeah. So, um, as you said, economic development, Frisco, uh, Jim Gandy, my partner, um, retired. And when he retired, the, the landscape changed. This happens sometimes, right? And really, um, I was approached and asked to really become somebody who I wasn't, right? The, the What had gotten me to be Jim Gandy's vice president was not what was wanted to do the next phase of, of that corporation. And that's cool. Um, and I tried it for a couple of months and I was going to do this whole thing about, okay, I'm going to do a year. I'm going to document my year. I was going to give it a year. And I made it two months because, <laughs> you know... I, my nickname's Super Dave. I'm known as Super Dave. That, is, that I embody that um, for a lot of different reasons, and it just wasn't what was called for. And you know, um, I, I really saw the writing on the wall, and I really uh, loved wellness and leadership. So I thought, well, I had this contact that would put me into the wellness space. We did that for nine months, trying to make that go. It's hard. It was really, really hard, especially for someone who had never started a business and then trying to work. Can you stop work. and talk about more of the hard? Like, what was hard about it? Well, it, um, it, it is. It just takes longer. Yes. It takes more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though people love the idea and believe in what you're doing, they're not willing to take that risk, right? So we were talking about mental health and and doing life coaching inside of uh, companies. And helping them with their wellness programs and really sort of have it really move the needle. In order to do that, someone you can't just say, here, go do Weight Watchers. There's a reason you're not doing what you're doing. There's a reason you're not quit smoking or there's not you're about to have diabetes, but you're not changing your habits. Well, it has nothing to do because you don't know. You know what you should do. 
So we were trying to dive into the mental aspect of that and catch wow. people. And, and the HR people are like, love that idea. Oh my gosh, we can really make a difference. And we'd say, okay, well, we're going to do this questionnaire and we're going to scan people and, and like sort of get a look at what's going on because somebody might say they're not really, I don't have problems, I'm not stressed, but you do a brain scan and they are stressed. They yeah, just, yeah. And they're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, you're going to scan people? Well, yeah, we got to get a baseline. We're like, we don't think we want to take on that. That could bring, mm. you know, that's, that could cause liability. What if it shows something? I'm like, anyway, so that was, it was a really cool project. Really was going to make a difference. We just couldn't, we ran out of money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Takes a, a lot reality. of money. The insurance yeah. companies were doing, you know, we're already in that space and it was just easier to go, well, it's safe to go with, you know, United Health. They have a mental health wellness thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's five calls to a counselor if you need it. Well, that was like the ripcord, right? Like that's your parachute. Yeah. Anyway, so during that pay phase, Jim Ganey and I kept getting opportunities to work together um, on these projects. People knew our experience at Frisco and said, hey, could you help? You know, this city, we know Frisco did it. This city doesn't understand how to do it that way. And so we kept partnering on these projects. And so uh, one Christmas, or it was December, uh, we met for uh, lunch at Rudy's Barbecue. And on Butcher Paper kind of drew up this, you know, day one experts um, business plan. And let's try it. I mean, I, I was, I knew that the writing was on the wall that the wellness company was not, we were not going to get our funding probably. Um, it had been a couple of months since I'd gotten a salary from the company, which is not ideal. I will tell people that, uh, you know, <laughs> you should save a lot of money before you go into. Yeah. <laughs> it causes a lot of stress and angst when you, you know, you stop getting paid from the company. Um, so anyway, we drew up the business plan and we put it out, uh, put it out. Uh, in January, we formed and put it out, and we landed a couple of contracts right off, and the rest is sort of history. Um, although, um, you know, it still has been challenging. Uh, back to it was really our zone of genius for that, right? Like, and I'm able to use the wellness stuff for specifically economic developers now. A lot of my clients are um, in the economic development space, and so I know both sides. I know what they're facing, and I can take that wellness stuff that I wanted to do and apply that to the public sector. So, yeah. Anyway, that's so how got coming started. out of the bumpy side, were you hesitant to do another business or did because it was more of what you knew? Oh, so here's the funny thing about this. Yes, my wife was terrified. Right, like, mm-hmm. okay, go get a job. <laughs> right, like, go get paid. And I'm like, well, okay, it give me three more months. If we don't get something right off the bat, then then okay, you know, because but once you've tasted freedom, yeah. it is really hard to go back. And yes. now I'm a. It, freedom yeah. doesn't mean I was laying on the beach not doing anything. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I was humping all over town trying to get contracts, talk, taking every meeting I could take, going to every uh, happy hour that and, and networking meeting with Dallas yeah. HR. I was super involved, taking meeting after meeting. So I was work up early, out late. Yep. And so, but I was free. Yes. Yep. You know, um, some of the, you know, Tuesday afternoon we needed to go to the mall for something. I could go with Kimber and, and just schedule that end of my day. And now it, there was some head trash around being a grown man in the mall at two o'clock on a Tuesday where I felt like I was being judged for like, didn't this guy have a job? And <laughs> yeah. like, he's not working. He's, uh, that was an, an interesting head trash that I had to get past. Interesting. But then once you've tasted it and I'm the guy, like yeah. it's, it's, it's my thing. It's, it's what we're doing. Um, it's really hard to go back. And so, you know, I said, like, you know, I'm doing it with different partners. These partners were 
they were known and more, uh, I think Kimbra felt more comfortable with them. Yeah. And so, and like I said, we were blessed and, and found an opportunity right off the bat. And uh, it just kind of worked. It's still scary and still, you know. Yeah. It's, it's always scary. <laughs> it's always every scary. Day, like, so yeah, that's the big thing is yeah. people wait for it to not be scary. It doesn't matter what scale you are, whether it's 500,000, half a million, five million. You're, you're always scared. Yeah. That's kind mm-hmm. of what I've just realized. You've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. You're always going into uncharted territory. Right. Always. So, yeah, go ahead. No, that was the – when um, I always say I do I did stuff naively. I didn't know better. And I'm like, I'm quitting my job. And I remember a customer saying to me, well, you know, the best business advice I can give you is you need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I didn't know what that meant until – but, man – it, there's been a lot of that yeah. throughout the entire duration of owning a business. They've been like, okay, this doesn't feel good, but it's going to be fine. We're going to make it through it. You know, I think it's one of the, the, the challenges for entrepreneurship is getting through that and, and people not realizing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I was an economic developer. I'd worked with small business people my entire career. I thought I understood their mm-hmm. problems and challenges and their things. And I always say now, if I had to go back and be a full-time economic developer, I'd be infinitely better than I was before because I now really get the stress and the angst. And, the, you know, we put things off a week or a month for the economic development. I, I, I show up next day and I still got work to do. For entrepreneur, that's a month, it, not not having revenue. or I mean, that's costing them daily. I didn't understand mm. the the mental pressure we were putting on them. And for me, it's, you know, We'll, we'll be back next month. It's only a month. What do you, yeah. you know, no big right. deal. You're still sleeping at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? A month is forever when you're not, yeah. uh, you know, when you're cashing the paychecks and you've got payroll and other stuff you're doing. So, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. A lot of fun. So, what does a day in the life of Dave look like? Yeah. So, um, I wake up, uh, I'm up 5, 5.15 every morning. I spend an hour uh, on the back porch uh, doing prayer, meditation. Um, me and my dog hang out, um, drink coffee. Um, at 6, we go for our morning walk, and I'm listening to a book or reading, uh, listening to a book or wa- listening to a podcast or some YouTube video. Um, 45 minutes to an hour later, I come back, wake my kids up, take a shower, cook breakfast, um, take them to school. We have a cool thing we do uh, on Instagram Live. We do the morning ride with the Quins. And so it's just that conversation between the house and the school. And uh, so we've been doing that now for two or three years. Um, And some days it's great. Some days it's pretty boring, actually. But it's kind of just that real conversation. Some days it's really interesting. Um, and so we do that. I come home and, uh, the day gets started and, and that depends on which clients I have to, to work on at that. Um, sometimes I go on site in Fairview, uh, Fairview EDC is one of our clients. And so I'm, I'm actually, you know, go to the office and, and do what needs to be there. Uh, other days, uh, I'm out and about. So we have the Texas Economic Development Connection, which is a platform we designed coming out of COVID to help small business owners out of state find their way into Texas. It's really overwhelming if you're not, you know, if you want to move into Texas and there's just a lot of options. And so we're connecting economic developer, those options for small business with economic developers that can help them boots on the ground. We've just streamlined that process. Um, So we do regional visits. We do podcasts. It's really a content marketing platform um, that allows business owners to get a look at what Texas is like. So, um, and that's sort of just the, the normal day. Um, 536, I'm back at the house and dinner and, you know, 
uh, one TV show with the kids, one with my wife, and then it's you know bedtime because you've been up it since five. And, yeah. You know, I try to make it at least through one of the shows without falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're talking about bringing small business to Texas, are you talking in terms of like helping them find brokers to find a building or access to um, you know different programs that Texas has for small business? What are you what are you doing when, when you're connecting the two? Yeah, pieces? that's a great question. Um, so really what we're doing is showcasing all of Texas for opportunities. The The business owner has said, one, we don't try to convince people to come to Texas. I have I don't have you the don't resources really to, to do that, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> so what we're doing is out finding business owners that are researching, how do I move my business to Texas or how do I expand to Texas? And um, there are 100 cities in Dallas alone. And so those are 100 different websites. There's 100 different options for you. And, you know, you know and I know because we've been here that Frisco is different than McKinney mm-hmm. than is different than Burleson or Middleothian. But from California, it's just Dallas. So you don't know <laughs> all the different options. And those options yes. to the business owner, Frisco may love what you do and be willing to give you an incentive of $10,000 an employee where McKinney is like, we could care less about your business. We will give you $500. So just in two towns that are right next to each other, you could have a swing of, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. So what we're doing is helping the small business owner connect to the economic developer. The economic developer then, when they find the town that's a good fit, because each town has a personality, mm-hmm. once that business says, ooh, this town really fits me, the economic developer is a free resource for them to then connect and find the, uh, the site or the office or the building. Now, if if they if they want, they can go. We can connect them with developers. We, uh, I mean, uh, brokers, and and we can go that route. But generally, what we're targeting is the small business owner that has ten to say a hundred employees. Generally, their incentives are going to be a lot less, and so site consultants and brokers don't spend a lot of time on it because they're small deals. And so now you've got a. It's not the big JLL broker that's chasing you. It might be Bob's independent broker. And so we're connecting, again, to resources that help the smaller size business. We already have resources, the Dallas Regional Chamber and, and all the regional chambers, the state. They focus on the large Teslas and Samsungs and, and all of that. What we're doing is for the small business, but we're kind of carving out our niche. And it's free resource. So they call us and, and we also then give them help on incentive coaching. Um, so we we don't care where you go in Texas. I have partners. We have over 44 partners across Texas. What we say is this is how you package your value. Here's what they're going to be judging you on. And then they can contact us when they have different offers, and we will help them um, look at that and evaluate those. But, again, I don't. it, it may be that this has a higher incentive, but you got to look at these things. We help them see all of that. But at the end of the day, it's up to them to make the choice. I don't care because you're coming to Texas. All my jo- my whole job mission is to make sure we make that as a s- extremely um, efficient as possible and put you into contact with economic developers. I'm not doing the economic development. I'm connecting to the economic developers who I love to work with. Mm-hmm. And we have a really hard job and, and, and it, it's very stressful. And I'm connecting the dots is all I'm doing now. So, well, I want to like have yeah. him go deeper into this because yeah. I learned so much about this. I've been helping with this podcast. And then, so now I'm like the expert. So just say, I, That's can work, awesome. I can work for you if you need me to. Okay. But what I love is like, you, it's these, I don't want to call them small towns because I feel like it's not fair to them. But mm-hmm. when we think of, you know, EDC, it's like, we'll come to, you know, even Frisco's technically a smaller town compared to Dallas. Right. right. But you got Jerry, Joe, you got these huge things right. moving here, but it's like, 
like we were talking about St. Angelo before you came, or um, I'm drawing a blank on Which some of these. Which isn't all that small, by the way. But everybody thinks it is. Right. In comparison, it is. That's right? true. Yeah. But you are you have these like really niche companies you're talking to, smaller businesses, but are the heart of these towns. Like they make a huge impression. And we're not talking small change. Like they're getting multi-million dollar deals mm-hmm. from the EDC to expand their business for building. Mm-hmm. It. Like, can you talk about like some of these deals here? Because I don't think people realize really if they partner with the EDC What's available to them? Yeah, so you think about um, we I have one that's in the works right now. It's um, they manufacture um, the ventilation ducts, the metal expansion ducts, or whatever yeah. that stuff is, flex duct or whatever. Well, they they want to open up a second operation. They're not moving; they're expanding. So that's cool. But it's a hundred employees, and so a hundred employees to some towns they could get anywhere from five to fifteen thousand dollars per employee toward their business. Well. If you have a hundred thousand square foot building and you you start putting those numbers together, plus they get tax off uh, offsets and different things mm. like that. Um, and you think about one thing I've learned is that when you know as a small business owner, these you know a lot of our businesses are relocating and they're family run businesses. Mm-hmm. That's who our sort of niche is. Is they're just like me and you, and they're like, okay, I've got a fifteen or twenty person manufacturing operation, and I can't do it anymore in California because I need to be at fifty or I need to be in sixty. And I can't do it here. Yeah. It doesn't make financial sense. And so they're making the decision to move their family, right? So they're moving from Orange County and their business might be, um, you know, 30 minutes away. And they're looking at options in Texas. They have no idea what Texas is like. They have, the only thing they know about Texas is what they've seen in the movies. And that generally isn't very good, right? <laughs> like it doesn't, no. with some German companies and their experience is John Wayne type movies, right? Where you're talking, you know, six shooters and tumbleweeds and cowboys, right? <laughs> I'm like, that's not really, I mean, we can play that part if you want, but that's not really who Texas is. And so by helping them uh, sort of, experience Texas in a different way. It's a content mar- marketing platform at, at, at its base. That's what we're doing is saying <laughs> Hamilton, Texas has 2,500 people. There's a great quality of life in Hamilton, Texas. It's not for everybody, but 2,500 people in the heart of Texas, it's a really cool and good life. It's a, but from coming from Colin, you might not ever know that. No. You know, there's no way that Hamilton doesn't have the budget to, uh, and, and the, the ability to share their story like a, you know, Frisco, Frisco EDC, we had over $21 million budget when we left. It's a lot of money, it's right? a lot of money. You know, if you do 10% of that for marketing, that's $2 million to market. We can share a lot of stories, right? And and, and that's the glim and the glitz and the glamour. But Bowie, Texas, uh, Henderson, Suffer Springs, these are all good towns that just want good, hardworking people. And they just, you know, they were willing to accept you, build a building, and find you 15 or 20 people that will work to the bone to make sure you're successful because they love that way of life and they're just looking for that opportunity. So that's what we do is help them get in touch with those because, again, across Texas, there's over 700 economic development organizations across Texas. So as a business owner, try, okay, where do I even start? What do I Google? Like yeah. you don't even, what we found is people don't even know that economic development really exists or uh, and even here, I've spoke to uh, the Team KSB group. They had no idea what economic development was. No. And we're in one of the most active economic development markets in the state. We have some of the best professionals in North Texas. And yet our own people didn't know, what do you mean? I'm I'm about to start baking, you know, doing commercial baking, and we've got this big contract. You mean somebody would help me build 20,000 square foot bakery? I'm like, You're, they would kill for that. The yeah. business retention and growing that? 
They didn't know to go ask. They just didn't know. So a huge opportunity, um, and that's what we're – so part of my mission is to help people – help the economic developer do a better job of telling the story of what economic developers do. We're terrible at it, which yeah. is it's so funny that we're supposed to be good at marketing and let, we're not sharing our own story. We're just busy doing the day-to-day work, and we forget to tell people, oh, by the way, this is a really cool thing, and it's free for you. Yeah. So Your wheels are turning I'm, over there. I'm just having this whole <laughs> moment over here if I look like I'm like in, in – I'm so surprised and in awe because we would we moved from California. We moved from San Diego. You called out. You bullet pointed everything that was our transition to Texas. Um, I wanted to be here for a multi, you know, multitude of reasons, one being that we needed more space. Um, we're a manufacturer. We have an average of 10 employees. We could have helped you with that. I know. Yeah. So and I, so we moved. We just recently moved from Addison to Richardson. How would someone who has now an existing business in the state leverage opportunity with? Yeah, so um, we tend to, uh, from the Texas Economic Development Connection, we focus on out-of-state business owners, right? We don't want to be in the business of moving one person from Plano to because it doesn't increase the value of Texas. Now, it's day one, another side of the business. We absolutely would be able to help you with that (laughs) and help you put that together. (laughs) That's what we do. Um, But basically, you would... You look at um, the ways the city uh, values a business. So in Texas, it's property taxes. It's all your equipment, that sort of thing. So that's one avenue of resort re- revenue for them. The other is sales tax. Um, do you sell a product that generates sales tax? Do you sell a product that imports dollars? Does your product um, get sold locally or does it get sold outside of the economy? The local economy. If it's outside the local economy, that's new dollars coming in paid by someone other than yourself that pays employees that then will spend it inside that local economy, right? So that's sort of the model. Cool. And uh, by going knowing that, you can go to the EDC and talk about, okay, I'm, I, I can go to this next level, but here's my gap. Gosh, we can't pull the trigger on this new piece of equipment because it costs this much money. Well, then the city or the economic developer has the opportunity to look at that and say, how do I backfill that gap? Maybe what we do is offset your taxes for the next five years by 50% in order to recoup the dollars that it took for you to do that capital outlay. Wow. Um, or that new piece of equipment is going to add three jobs, so we're going to give you you know, so much money uh, after you for each job you create for the next three years, we'll give you X number of dollars. And it all goes toward this capital expansion. And so really it's just going to sit down with the economic developer. Every, almost every community has an economic developer. It's worth going in and just saying, hi, my name is, and I run a business in your community, and then just talking to them. You may not not know, they won't know what you do. They're they're trying to figure out how to help you, and you don't know what you need help with. So you go in and you just explain your situation, and they might be able to help. They might not. Obviously, economic developers are of various, uh, varying, um, some are better than others. Some are more aggressive than others. Some cities, it's not the economic developer, it's just the city that says, no, we're going to focus on this, not that. Um, but most of them have a business retention program um, that they you'd be able to talk to that, and then you know then um, it, it, they can do resources like find your buildings and those sort of things that they they keep or should keep um, available inventory. What buildings are for sale, and so you can do a little bit of research before mm-hmm. you get a broker. Um, I always recommend a broker because I have a lot of friends that are brokers and it, they, they serve a purpose. But when you're just starting out and you, you want to just sort of do some digging and getting some numbers, it might be worth, you know, going to the EDC and just seeing what's out there. Mm-hmm. 
and you might be able to find something that you didn't know existed and, you know, they were able to keep because they want to keep you. They don't want <laughs> you going across the street to somebody else or, you know, they yeah. want you to move to Garland for that. And then once you have the offer, if you want, you can go shop that, right? Like, well, you know, and see what other EDCs are willing to do. I, you know, we don't like Robin Peter to pay Paul sort of right. thing, but, um, you know. They got to step how up you their game. That, right? It's yeah. really, really interesting. Cool? I, yeah, I think it's And amazing. I would love to talk to you, like, yeah. if you have other people in California, um, I mean, this is a bootstrapping, uh, you know, it's just a relationship. We want to talk to them and let them know. Um, we do a whole uh, seminar where I go out in person and say, what well, you need to know before you go. And, it, and it's really not um, a sales pitch on Texas. It is, you're going to have to move equipment. what's that going to cost? Like, is it, you know, it's doubled Mm. or tripled now, right? Coming from California to Texas. Um, Once you get it, (laughs) once you get it here, now you got to have somebody unload it, right? Like, are you going to unload it? And so there's all these things you don't think about insurance, health insurance. So we get calls all the time about, um, well, we have some employees in California. We have some in Texas, but the California insurance isn't really working well in Texas. So what do we need to do? And you hadn't really thought about that. So they call us sort of in a panic going, this isn't working. We need, so now we're trying to, we connect them with local insurance brokers that can help them, you know, better understand their options here in Texas. Um, how do you even set up your business? What, what should you do an LLC? Should you do an S corp? Should you, well, I don't know that, but I know the guy that you need to talk to to know that. Right. Yep. Um, some of the con, uh, contacts we get are, it's the business is like the last four or five things we talk about. The first thing we talk about is good schools, yep. mm-hmm. right? And uh, affordable housing, whatever that looks like at whatever range. It's not necessarily, sometimes people think that means cheap housing and it's not. It's here's what we want to spend. Where should we be? And, and it's a lifestyle. We don't want to be in Frisco, McKinney, Plano, you know, crowded. We want an acre, acre and a half, five acres, Okay, that's a different lifestyle. You do you want to be, you know, the only like big company, or do you want to be one of a bunch of others? And so we start to place you in different places. You want to be able to fish um, five minutes after you leave work. That's a different place than yeah. Frisco, or you know. So we try to help them sort of orient to where's a good fit for you. It's not about the incentive. The incentive is just sort of the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. It's about finding the right fit for the business owner and where they are in Texas. And we're using our, you know, our relationships and understanding of, you know, fifth generation Texan. I, I, I kind of know where you need to be. I can get a feel for you where it would be a good fit for you. Um, and so we try to, that's what we're doing. I love it. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any more questions? Oh, I do, but you okay. can go. I'm well, I was going to say, going. I know we're like, <laughs> ro- like we're running lower on time. I want to circle back to 10 KSB because okay, we yeah. connected there. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about your change of a business as a business owner from going into that program versus coming out of that program? Sure. And, you know, being a new, this is your, you know, I don't want to call it first for Ray because you had it, you know, the one before, but how I'm okay it, not saying the first, <laughs> how, did, how did it change you? Like really, how did it help you with your business and what's changed from pre to, to post 10K? So first and foremost, I didn't feel like I had belonged. I, I didn't feel like I deserved it, right? Like I thought they made a mistake. They must've been like short on number of applicants. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't, I felt that way. Um, I got into the room and I was, you know, terrified of like, um, I'm not a real business. Like it's like, I didn't feel like a real business. I just felt like I was doing economic development and I had, you know, I'm running my business out of my bank account. Like probably most every startup economic business owner does. Mm -hmm. 
Um, just all these things that were like head trash around what I'm not. And then, you know, I was looking and I, and I saw you and I'm like, she's like an author and she's run these things. She's like, so what is she doing? In I thought here? you were going to say I'm better than her. <laughs> <laughs> no, Shit, I was like, I you made it even worse. I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm like, oh gotta, now I'm like, I'm, I don't know. Um, and then you start to hear other people's story and they have the same exact, oh, you know, it's all a little different, but it's all the same. I don't know what I'm doing. This is crazy. What, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, wait a minute. This is weird because you're like, I would have looked at your business and said, just rocking and rolling. Well, you don't need this. Like you're successful. Right. Um, and I looked a lot of the, the doctor, uh, Eva, and, and you're looking at them, you're a successful practice. And what are you, what are you here for? And so then it starts to, it, it makes you feel like you're okay and normal, which is, I don't know, it sounds weird, but I suddenly relaxed and thought, okay. And then I got real um, confident in, okay, no, I am a real business. I'm doing a lot of things wrong or badly, not even wrong. I'm just not doing them very good. And then it was the confidence of walking through each little thing and like, okay, I'm going to change this. Now, you know, now I know, mm-hmm. I didn't know I was supposed to manage by the numbers and like, look at my lagging and, and, you know, numbers and all of this stuff. Like, I don't know, like, I'm just going out trying to sell and hopefully all the money is still in the bank when it's time to pay everything. And, <laughs> you know, you just learn and grow from that, this sort of sense of confidence of, okay, I am a business owner and yeah. I'm going to own that. And I'm going to own all its challenges, but now I know that I can, I have now the knowledge to, or I know where to go get the knowledge to kind of go through those. The other big thing that I got was this um, tribe, right? So before that, it was, I was fearful of letting people know that I didn't know what I was doing. And then, because then like, you know, in our market, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world and, and. You know, if, if you're not successful or if there's any weakness, it gets pounced on pretty quickly. And so, you you know, you're, all, you're like, you got to be, you know, you got to fake it till you make it sort of mindset of like, don't let anybody know. Um, but that's a really hard journey to do by yourself. And so 10KSB, having this sort of group of everybody that is all dealing with the same head trash and emotional, you know, scared and, and all of this. Now you suddenly have a a tribe of people that understand what you're going through will celebrate the win when you win and will get down in the trenches when you're down mm-hmm. and help, you know, okay, how do I help? You know, and, and, and from a place that they understand because not everybody understands when you have friends that are, you know, have W2 jobs and, and um, they're working and you're saying, you know, I'm doing this and I'm having this issue. And they're like, it sounds crazy. Why are you, you know, they, they don't <laughs> understand. They can't relate. So suddenly having a group of people that you can pick up the phone and call and say, today was a really bad day. It's a really hard day. Yep. That changes everything, yeah. you know, um, because we all know now knowing that is just entrepreneur. It's yes. a wave. It's an ocean. Some days it's 100%. crazy. Some days it's calm. Some days you're surfing it because it's awesome. And the other days it's a hurricane and you're trying to find a harbor. So, you know, now knowing that and being able to call somebody and say, well, right now I'm going through a storm. Can you give me a little, you know, love? And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And just to know the storm is, you have to know the storm is temporary, right? And Mm -hmm. when you're in it, it does not feel like it's temporary. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) That doesn't help in the moment, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But also just, you're not, 
you're not in the bad place. Like that's what I always struggle with is like, well, I'm the idiot or I'm the bad one or I don't know what I'm doing yet. Every single entrepreneur around me, maybe they're in an up right now, but they're down. Their downs right. happen too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not that it's I'm a worse person than somebody else. It's just we're running a business. Well, and I think yeah. that's the key is separating yeah. the value of okay, I, you know, I was successful in a failed startup. Yeah, that sounds weird to say, except for I'm still standing. I'm, yeah, my kids, we still ate. You know, we're fortunate. We still have a roof over our heads. We still have our cars. We still have the stuff we have. Um, it may be different than other people, but like I survived it, right? And so yeah. there's a little bit of lesson in that. And and to your point, knowing there's I'm not my value isn't a reflection of whether the business made it or not. There's a whole bunch of other reasons why that business either did or didn't. Has no doesn't mean I'm a bad person. Now, there might have been things that I could have done and operated differently. Obviously, I can make a, a change, but um, I think knowing and separating the value from the business is, is it's personal value uh, is important. And so you asked my day in, in, in the day in the life of uh, day one or day Quinn is now I don't I don't measure did I make a ton of money today or not or did I sell it every day I get up with one mission and that's to make a difference. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what that is. And at the end of the day, I'll look back and say, did I make a difference at all today? If I did, I go to bed and I'm grateful. And that's really, that's it. Yeah. Obviously, I, you know, I think from that will flow um, the profits and opportunity and, and, yeah. and, and everything else. But if every day we get up with the mission to, to, and keep it very simple that helps with that mindset of, you know, your your value based on how well your business did today or not. So. I love that. I know. And it makes me slightly emotional because I've, I've had my W-2 friends some in the past say, you know, if like I'm, I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Like, I just want to quit. And they're like, well, you could, you know, just go get a job. And but you're right. Mm-hmm. Once you taste that that time freedom, you're like, absolutely not. I'm not going to be restricted to it. But then you're, you know, you are by but you're enjoying it. You're enjoying what you're doing in your own business. Yeah. And so like, I feel that. And even just like, talking about failure, when I interview people, I ask them what's their, what's like a big failure. And the reason is, is because through a failure, there are lessons mm-hmm. and that's how we get better. And like, if you don't fail, like how are you going to know how to do it the next time or do it better? So yeah. well, I have a, uh, a pullover in my closet that has being well 365 on it. And you know, some people have asked why, why, you know, it, it really, it makes my mom, wife really mad. Um, she gets really mad about that time. Um, but for me, it's a reminder of I'm still, You're still standing. one, it was a really good idea. And it, it, the difference we would have made mattered. Um, but it is a reminder that, you know, I'm still, I'm good. It's a lesson. It's like the, you know, the, it's the scar or the wrinkle or I've earned that. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, I could go down this route. I could I, go. I mean, same. I could tell you a story. I mean, I almost committed. I feel very emotional. I don't even like it. So yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I was there, and it was horrible. So it was definitely. But I want you to talk about your event coming up, oh, yeah. and then yeah. we'll do rapid fire. Okay. Yes, I'm really anyway, excited about yes. this. It's called the We Inspire Texas and Women Entrepreneurs um, uh, in Fairview, Texas, uh, in conjunction with the Allen uh, Fairview Chamber of Commerce, the Fairview Economic Development Corporation. 
uh, and Day One has created this We Inspire Texas, and it's designed to inspire women to launch, grow, and succeed at their business. I, I, youngest of four older sisters, my daughter and my wife, I see how women routinely undervalue their ability and their their gifts. And so, and, and going into what everybody is like freaking out about, you know, the recession, and we can talk whether that's it is or whatever, but um, one of the best opportunities or, or times for entrepreneurism is when that happens, right? Because it looks like there's going to be a, more of a white collar type recession where there's going to be people who have the ability to go start a business and are educated and stuff. What is lacking is the inspiration to do it, right? Like mm. the belief. So I started a wellness company having never been in the wellness industry. I didn't even think about it, you know. Now, my wife would want to, like, have years of master's degree and all these other reasons <laughs> and, like, you know, two years worth of savings before she launched. It's just we're built different. Yes. And so this whole event, we have um, three incredible, incredible keynotes, uh, Marsha Clark, Carrie M. Wood, and uh, Rachel Malo, um, who are going to be there. And then we have a power panel, um, uh, Aaron, that you will be moderating. Super excited about that. It includes a, a young teenager who started her business in the eighth grade, and she's a junior now, um, which is really excited about that. So age doesn't matter. Um, your race doesn't matter. Your mm-hmm. Where you are doesn't matter. Um, we have uh, Ashley with uh, uh, True Pen- uh, Pretty, Penny Pretty Penny talking about, you know, knowing your numbers, right? Like, uh, let, that's obviously a very important key, and, and so we want that. And then we have Tammy Gilmore, who is uh, a registered counselor um, who will be talking about self-care because one of the hardest parts of entrepreneurship we talked about is just having the right mental space. And again, for men, it's it, it was hard for me, but I think women have it even harder because I can see my wife uh, struggle with being a good mom, being a good wife, being a good uh, you know employee. And, and of course, I think she's a rock star. Everybody thinks she's yeah. a rock star except her. So frustrating. So we have Tammy come to talk about how do you uh, maintain your and, and, and take care of yourself and have, uh, you know, this mental health around um, during this phase. We'll have vendors that service, uh, help business, small businesses. Um, we have the Texas Women News University has signed on um, in their Entrepreneur Center. They're coming over. Um, it's just going to be a fun day of inspiration. We have uh, Wendy uh, McGowan Ellis, who is going to be our uh, MC, and and it's just going to be a fun day. And 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 the hope is that we help um, women again have the the knowledge, but also the inspiration that they can do it. And for obviously for Fairview, what we hope is that they decide to do that, they're able to grow and they need a little office space where we have a venture X inside of Fairview. And we want to be that place, that safe harbor where people can come and create an environment and foster that. Um, obviously, Fairview has a lot smaller uh, budgets than the, the towns around us. So we're not focused on um, the large corporate relocations. We're focused on the seeds of, of entrepreneurism and how do we grow it. And we think because of that, they'll be loyal and stay and we'll have more space as it comes on. They'll be able to grow with us. So I'm super excited. Amazing. That's November 16th, yeah. by the way. You can go to weinspiretx.com, um, find all the information, uh, or you can reach out uh, to the Fairview Economic Development Corporation or the Allen, Chamber, Allen Fairview Chamber, and we'll take care of you. Okay. We'll have it on our notes page, too. Awesome. All right. So rapid exciting. fire. we got a few more minutes. All right. We're do rapid fire. Okay. So, favorite beverage? Oh, Topo Chico. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, that's a Texas thing because I didn't know that existed until we moved here. <laughs> um, best advice you've been given as a business owner? Oh, man, best advice. Um, golly. Um, I, really, you have to know your numbers. I'm not a numbers guy. I hate knowing your numbers. I hate. (laughs) We all do. I don't like the advice, but that is the best advice because at the end of the day, you better love the numbers because it equates to money. Money equates to being able to do it again the next day, right? And and at the end of the day, I love to do the marketing and all that stuff. That's only available if the money's coming in. Right. So. Uh, You could have dinner with anyone. Oh. So um, Richard Branson. Um, would be one, uh, I'll just stick with Richard Branson. Uh, Toby Keith is also on that list uh, for very different reasons. Um, but Richard Branson, I would love to sit down and, and have dinner with him. Yeah. It's on my to-do list. Yeah. Oh, I love, that's a good to-do list yeah. item. I'd love to check yeah. that one off. Um, what are you reading? Um, so I just finished up John A. Cuff's uh, soundtracks and he's a great writer. If you don't know who he is, check him out. He's really funny, which is good, but soundtracks, um, it's about the stories we and the soundtracks we play in our mind Ooh, and replacing yes. those. Is, again, it's, it all goes – I'm a big um, mental health and mindset person. And so, you know, reprogramming our minds to have a, a better – improve your soundtrack, right? Yeah, that's Very good. It's a really good. good. Yeah. Uh, and then a top bucket list item. Um, so I already mentioned uh, Richard Branson. I have two yeah. more that are like, um, <laughs> you know, my big dreams. One is um, to sit down with Toby Keith um, and, and just – you know, kind of chat with him. The other is to be featured on uh, the Jimmy Fallon uh, show uh, for doing something great. Oh, can oh. you sing deep in the heart of Texas? <laughs> I, Jimmy I, would, Fallon? I, would, I would do it. So <laughs> I, I would love that's been on my list. I'm going to someday I'm going to do something worth being on the Jimmy Fallon show and being, uh, you know, interviewed on the tonight show that I believe I do too. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. You are, this has been so great, Dave. I'm so glad I've, I've learned so much and hopefully we get to spend more time with you because oh, well, you are an inspiration. You. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. And we'll have all our, uh, your info. So I'm sure there's gonna be people listening to this going, I had no idea this was available. Yeah. I need to get a hold of this. Please I do. I want to move to Texas. You know, you do. Yeah. But oh, I'll, so that in your show that. notes do Texas, it's Texas spelled yep. out edconnection.com. It's a super easy website. And if anybody wants me to come on and talk about it on their podcast, happy to spare the news. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. 